Good morning. Welcome to the Church of the Palms. My name is Art Emrich, and I serve as a shepherding deacon in our congregation. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us now bow our heads as we prepare for worship. Gracious God, some of us have come this morning bereaved and in need of comfort. Some of us are confused and in need of answers. Some of us are wandering and in need of direction. Some of us are wounded and in need of restoration. Some of us are merely curious. Whatever it was that brought us here, Lord, open our ears to hear your truth. Open our bodies to the healing of your Holy Spirit. Open our souls to the cleansing of your forgiveness. Open our wills to be molded by the truth of your word. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as we worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit. Our ears listen to his word and our voices be raised in praise to the glory of God.
Let us confess our sins and ask God for forgiveness by praying the prayer of confession together. Gracious God, you are merciful, but we forget to be thankful. Loving God, you are amazingly good to us, but we forget to be good to others. Wonderful God, you have forgotten us, but we avoid forgiving our neighbor. Mighty God, you have done great deeds, but we are annoyed at being asked to do small deeds. Steadfast God, you never give up on us, but we wander away from you time and time again. Merciful God, forgive us once more, we pray. Believe in our new Jewish spirits. Make us new creations, servants of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, in those who name we pray. Amen. The mercy of the Lord is everlasting to everlasting. I declare you in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. Now let us say what we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father, Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was crucified in the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now turn and say hello to those around you.
Welcome to worship this morning at Church of the Palms. I am Bruce Hedgebeth and serve as executive pastor here. Pastor Steve McConnell is away on a very brief few days off and will be back with us, in fact, this evening to continue his uh, teaching in the love languages of God. So it's good for uh, for us to be together this morning. I'd like to, especially if you're seated on the aisle side of the pew, if you would take the red friendship pad that's there, sign your name to it so we can have record of your presence here today. If you are a guest, we would um, really like to know that you were here with us in worship this morning and how we might uh, be in ministry with you and, and how we might serve you. So if uh, you would be sure to sign that friendship pad and we'd invite you to join us for um, refreshments uh, after the service, both in the courtyard and, as you'll hear in just a moment, over in our early childhood center. So a number of announcements printed in the bulletin on those back pages. I encourage you to read through those at an opportune time, but I wanted to highlight just a few of those. First is to acknowledge that it was great to have Cal McFall, one of our confirmands, lead us in the first part of our worship service. It's a joy to have our young people here alternating uh, early morning worship services in the garden and the sanctuary, and so great to have our confirmation class here with us this morning. Also, uh, looking ahead to uh, some of the announcements that you'll find printed in the bulletin, what's, what's coming up, we have uh, an exciting new opportunity when it comes to um, supporting uh, the ministry and mission of Church of the Palms. We are moving into the 21st century, and we have just turned up online giving. And so if you would like to do giving online, you can now do that from the church's website in a safe and secure kind of way. Even if you wouldn't like to do it, it might be fun just to check it out and... Uh, you know, see, you, see if you can break the system. Give a dollar and see, you know, see, what, uh, see how it works. And then give us feedback because we want to we wanna perfect that. So online giving is here. Uh, one week from today, during our sanctuary services, we will have uh, music will be an especially important part of the service. In fact, the service will be built around um, a particular piece of music, uh, Gabriel Farre's Requiem. And our um, choir and musical leadership has been working very hard in preparation for this um, special worship experience next Sunday. So you'll want to be sure to be a part of that. And on the um, mission front, as we do periodically, there will be a uh, bus trip to visit one of our mission partners, Wycliffe Bible Translators, over in the Orlando area. Uh, there is no charge for uh, that trip, and you can find out details about how to be involved, the where and when to show up, and all those kinds of things printed in the announcement in the worship guide. I wanted to invite Lori Young who is the director of our Early Childhood Center, to come and share a moment for mission about that important community ministry of our congregation. My friends here and say, just because I like to talk a lot doesn't mean I like to talk up here. 
So anybody that knows me knows that I am very nervous this morning, but I'm also very passionate about the Early Childhood Center. The Early Childhood Center has been a mission of our church community, partnering with us educators in the classrooms for the last 53 years. We offer care for children from six weeks to five years old in a secure and recently painted because of some of our church members inviting environment. All of our staff, some of which here are today and some of which will be here in a little while and I encourage you to come and meet them, are trained in first aid CPR. Background screening goes without saying, that's just a part of our life. And the lead teachers have their child development associate credentials or their education degrees. Everyone is trained in first aid and CPR, and we are all there Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30. A lot of times we aren't as noticeable to all of you because we are the ones that are there during the weekday when you aren't there, but we always encourage you to come and volunteer. We need all kinds of volunteers. We need rockers, we need readers, we need singers, and we can always use a little help in the office too, so we really encourage you to give us a call if that's something you might be interested in. On an ongoing daily basis, all of our teachers are preparing lesson plans with varying activities to include gross motor, large, large um, group activities, small group activities, reading, math, science, we have a computer enrichment program that happens on a weekly basis. But the thing that we strongly commit to beyond those educational skills that we are passing on is character development. We strongly feel that the development of a child's character is going to be their direct link to success in the future. So while they're an important part of the world, we explain to them, they are not the only part of the world. Helping us with that is the family ministry team. We have a chapel team. I think it's about four or five um, church members that Lori has working with them right now. And each month we pick a character piece and relate that to a Bible story, songs, puppets, all kinds of different activities on a weekly basis. We also offer information to our families about how they can expand that at home. It really enhances the child's self of themselves as well as their self of community. So it's something that without our congregation standing behind us and providing this environment for them that we would not be able to pass on. We feel very strongly that when these children leave our school, they will be ready for the future. They will be ready for kindergarten. And these are my peeps. That's the special part of it. I get to see that every day, um, but I really am happy that you get to see it today. So please, take a few minutes today. I know that you know the habit is to walk out the doors and into the courtyard for coffee, but please take a few minutes. Your coffee is also over on the playground, and come through the classrooms, meet the rest of our staff, and see what a fabulous environment they've created for the children there. Thank you.
Amen. Thank you to Tom and Susie for that. What a joyful peace, and this is a joyful day in the life of our congregation, as you'll see, for a number of reasons. One of those is we have the opportunity to welcome new members into the church family. So if I could invite our uh, new members to come forward and join me here at the base of the chancel steps.
Uh, you may know that each month we offer a new member class on the second Sunday of the month and give people, you can turn and, and face the congregation so they can get to know your friendly faces. And, um, and then on the second, uh, the third Sunday of the month, after having time to think and pray about God's calling to be a part of this community of faith, uh, those who are ready to make that commitment, then come and have an opportunity to be received as new members um, by action of the session. And that has happened for these six good folk. And so we wanted to take this opportunity to introduce them to you, to formally welcome them uh, into membership. And then after the service, we're going to ask that they uh, go outside the doors there, outside the organ doors, and kind of form a receiving line on the way to the fellowship tree and give you a chance to extend your um, word of personal greeting and welcome to them. You know, it is a, it's a joy to welcome new members because we believe that Scripture teaches that God is in the process of building up uh, this local expression of the body of Christ uh, so that with the new members we welcome with your gifts and your talents, your abilities and your experiences that we are more the family of faith God intends us to be because of your presence in our midst. And so uh, as we have done in the session meeting, I would ask you uh, these, these questions. Who is your Lord and Savior? Do you trust him? Do you intend to be faithful members of this church family? Yes. Having heard their affirmative responses, do you, the people who are Church of the Palms, promise to do everything in your power to support them in their faith and to serve our Lord and Savior together? If so, please say, we do. Wonderful. And so now I would just, one thing that struck me about this new member class is we are so geographically diverse, even though now in Sarasota, but coming from all over the country, I'll do my best to remember um, where in the country y'all are coming from. Let me see. We have here uh, Don and, and Eloise uh, Ubicant. Unbekant, who are from Rhode Island, so this is the furthest east, Don and Eloise, welcome. We have here Judd, Joyce, Judd, welcome to you from uh, Michigan, so we've got Rhode Island, we've got Michigan, and then we have the Connors here, Dale and Dorothy Connor, welcome to you. And they are our furthest west from Kansas City, Missouri. Yes? All right. And then we have from the great state of Texas, <laughs> Diana Owens. Welcome, Diana. So it is wonderful to welcome these new members. Please join me in uh, giving them a round of applause. And so as a way of uh, closing this time, let us pray together. Gracious God, we thank you for your activity in our midst, for the way that you are at work in the life of each of these new members, in each one of us, for the way your spirit draws us closer to you and shows us ways in which we can be more faithful followers of Jesus. So we are grateful for bringing these new members 
into our midst. We thank you for the time that uh, they have given to building your kingdom, for the talents that they have and the gifts that you have given to them by the work of your Holy Spirit, the experiences that they bring to this church family. So work through them. Work through each one of us so that we might be more faithful to be the um, community of believers that you call us to be, that we might have more of an impact in this community and in places all around the world. And so we join our voices together in welcoming these new members and in praying the prayer Jesus taught all of his followers to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now as our new members take their seats, we invite the ushers to come forward as we continue our worship by presenting to God our morning tithes and offerings.
prayed. <clears throat> we thank you, Lord, for these gifts. And we thank you not as we ought, but as we are able. And we pray that you'll accept the, these givings as a wonderful token of our love for you and for the building of your kingdom. In Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. You may be seated. And now we're gonna ask Lori and the children to come forward. Thank you. If any kids up to fifth grade wanna come down, this would be the time, and we have a front row seat to something that is very special. So Miss Cindy, if for those of you in fifth grade, come right over here because you wanna be able to see this. Volunteers all over in our church, but she is here every Wednesday night. Come on over here with our middle schoolers. Lots and lots of gifts that this woman shares with us, but this is really a special time, so come on over. Matthew, come on over here. Okay. Hi, how are you? Hey, you. a particularly joyful day in the life of our church family. Many of you already know Cindy and the way that she serves in our caregiving ministries, having been ordained as uh, a deacon, the way she serves in our student ministry, working with um, middle schoolers. But an amazing thing happened over these last several months. Um, Cindy recognized that she didn't have in her paperwork uh, a certificate of her baptism from when she was a child, from when she was, went through confirmation. And as she started inquiring in, among her family members, no one else remembered her being baptized either. <laughs> and so as a public indication of her desire to follow Jesus faithfully and obediently, Cindy expressed a desire a number of months ago to, to come and um, receive the sacrament of, of baptism just to say publicly so that she knew for sure, yes, Lord, I desire to serve you, I desire to follow you, I desire to, um, to be obedient. And so as Cindy comes this morning, we remember the great commission of our Lord Jesus Christ when he said to his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to do all that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you to the very close of the age, believing Jesus' words and certain of his presence here with us today. We baptize with water those whom God has called to be his own. And so, Cindy, in presenting yourself for baptism, please answer these questions. Who is your Lord and Savior? Do you trust him? Do you intend to be his faithful disciple, following where he leads? Having heard Cindy's affirmative responses to these questions, 
do you, the people who are Church of the Palms, promise to do everything in your power to support her as she seeks to follow faithfully the path God lays before her? If so, please say, we do. Cindy, I hope you sense the uh, love and support of this family of faith. And so, having heard that affirmation, I baptize you, Cindy, the new foster, in the name of the Father, and in the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your child, Cindy, for the way that you have been and continue to be at work in her life, for the wonderful, shining example she is of a Christ follower who seeks to use her gifts and experiences and interests to serve you, and in so doing, to be a blessing to others. Continue to pour out your Spirit upon her and upon each one of us. Unite us as brothers and sisters in Christ. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And Cindy, so there is never any doubt in the future, I want to present you with this duly signed certificate of baptism. God bless you. and amazing. And as a Christ follower, not only are we called to use our gifts, we are called to forgive others the way God forgives us. So everybody put your palm out like this, fingers like this, and you go, and that means forgive. I forgive you. That's what we're going to talk about in kids worship today. Looking at the time, let's pray. Gracious God, we know that it is really hard for us to forgive and to follow you the way you want us to do. Help us, help us to forgive others the way you forgive us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go.
Please be seated. Our scripture reading for this morning is from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 to 10. Before we read God's Word, let us pray. Gracious God, we believe Your Word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. So as we open the sacred text this morning, by the presence and power of Your Holy Spirit, shine forth Your truth from these words You have preserved for us, Your people. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning to read in verse 4. Rid yourself, um, come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture. See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious. And whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner and a stone that makes them stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Amen. My uh, aversion to building projects goes, it goes all the way back to childhood. You see, my, my dad wasn't very skilled in um, craftsmanship kinds of things, you know, handyman kinds of stuff. So he, he couldn't teach me the, the tricks of the trade when, when it came to construction kind of work. And, and, and I could have accepted that. That wouldn't have been so bad except that we kept trying to do those sorts of projects. <laughs> and and it, it led to frustration, frustration with the work and frustration between us. And there's, there's one example that I, I remember in particular. This, this project, it started off so well, so promisingly, because he hired a contractor. He hired a, my dad hired a contractor to convert our two-car garage into a game room for my sister and me where we could, 
watch TV and play games and, and hang out with friends during the long, cold winters in the northwest suburbs of Chicago. And so the contractor came and he did the project and finished the work and it was done before winter and then winter set in and we realized that the old window in the newly redone room wasn't adequately sealed to keep out the cold and the wind. And so we needed to put a storm window on the thing. Unfortunately, my dad didn't call the contractor back to put the storm window in. He decided this was a do-it-yourself building project and we were going to handle it on our own, pooling our limited construction ability and uh, installing this storm window. So for those of you who have lived in the north, where do storm windows go? They, they go outside the house, right? You've got to put them on, on the outside. Remember, this is the dead of winter in Chicago. So he purchases this metal-framed storm window. And uh, I, I am convinced that there was a previously undiagnosed polar vortex that winter because it was beyond cold on the day that we did this project. And of course... In order to uh, screw the holes and hold the screws and screw the screws in and all that kind of stuff, you couldn't do that with gloves on. And so we were trying to do this project in the middle of winter, in the bitter cold, holding on to an even colder piece of metal window. And, and it wasn't too long before, if you've been out in cold like that, your hands stop working. They they just, they don't function normally and you're trying to screw screws and hold screws and, and the tension level was building and, and we finally got the window up and then we realized it was upside down. <laughs> and so, so we had to take it off and then we put it back on on the, in the, on the right side up. Are you, are you starting to see why I have this aversion to building projects. I just don't have a, a positive pool of experiences to draw from. However, in our text for this morning, Peter wants us to think of the Christian life as a building project. You may have noticed that in the words of the verses we read just a, a few minutes ago, he uses lots of construction imagery. He uses the words of the prophet Isaiah in talking about the Messiah from, from Isaiah's book. See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. And in the next verse, verse 7, Peter quotes the psalmist. The stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner. Obviously, he likes to think of Jesus as a, a, a living stone, a, a cornerstone. He's using construction kind of imagery. And he, we heard it right at the very beginning. There's those first couple of sentences I read. Come to him, a living stone 
stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight, and then speaking to us, and like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices to God acceptable through Jesus Christ. And so Peter holds up for us this this image, this construction-based image of, of being built up into a spiritual house for God. And, and we here at Church of the Palms are, are holding on to that image. That's one that is guiding us in this season of, of Lent. God's call, God's desire to build us up as followers of Christ. If, if you were here either on Ash Wednesday or last Sunday, then you have seen these nail cards, as we are calling them, that uh, have on them these areas where God wants to build us up. And last week, Pastor Steve noted that normally when we see a nail, and especially in the season of Lent, we, we might first think of Christ on the cross and, and, and the crucifixion. But last week he encouraged us to think about that cross as a tipping point. As a tipping point that changed everything and redeems everything in God's creation. Redeems even the meaning of the nail. And he invited us to think about how this nail might speak to us about God's desire to build us up as followers of Christ. If you haven't picked up a nail card yet, we still have some in the, in the baskets in the back of the sanctuary. You can find one on your way out today. But there are these four areas that are highlighted on this nail card. And, and the, the challenge is to think through and pray through how God might desire to build you up during this season of Lent. Might it be to be built up in the area of community or being built up in the area of comprehension, understanding, the area of of compassion, the area of commitment. The idea is to pray through that, decide which area, circle that area, peel off a nail as a reminder of the area you believe God wants to build up in you and then tack your card to the cross that's out there in the courtyard. And and over the weeks to come, we will see that cross bloom with these nail cards that remind us of what God is doing in our midst. And whenever we pull out our nail, pull it out of our pocket or run into it in our uh, pocketbook or wallet, we'll be reminded of, of how we feel that God is calling us to be built up during these next weeks. So, um, for me, when I, when I uh, see my nail, I feel drawn to being built up in community. I want to focus on relationships during this season of Lent. It's a very busy time around the church, and for me, it needs to be a focus on people. And so, when I see my nail, 
it reminds me that God wants to build me up to be loving and caring towards brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and maybe that's an area that God wants to build up in you as well. Or it could be that God wants to, you believe God wants to build you up in the area of, of comprehension, that he wants to build you up in the area of understanding the truth of his word or some of the foundational elements of, of the Christian faith. Maybe you were inspired a couple of months ago when you heard Jen Clifton talk about the seven experiment class that she took and how it was transformative for her and her family holding out this vision of Christian simplicity in the midst of our culture of excess. So maybe you want to be a part of the seven experiment class that has just started in Lent or one of our other Lenten classes that will build you up in the area of comprehension. Perhaps it's the area of compassion that you know that God wants to to build up in you. And if that's the case, this is the right congregation to be involved in because we have this amazing heart for mission. Whether it's locally or in other parts of the world, there are so many ways that we can compassionately reach out with the love and grace of God in Christ Jesus to others. I had the example just a few weeks ago to actually watch this happen on one of our mission trips to Honduras. It was the Vacation Bible School Week, and one of our mission team members, uh, as we were doing VBS, was addressed in a rude kind of way by a, a street kid who was kind of hanging around the Bible school. And instead of ignoring the kid, or instead of chastising the boy, instead she took it as an opportunity to get to know him. And as she talked to him, she found out that this 11-year-old boy was unwanted at home. He frequently had to sleep in the street. He'd been kicked out of school repeatedly at 11 years old, so he wasn't allowed to come to school anymore. He felt that no one loved him. And this mission team member, together with one of our Honduran hosts, wanted him to know that God loves him. And so they went out and they bought him some, some new clothes and some new shoes and they spoke to the principal of the school and they arranged for him to be readmitted into that school. Who knows how God might use the compassion of that one mission team member to change that boy's life forever. So maybe you believe this area of compassion is one that God wants to build up in you. Perhaps it is commitment. That when you think about these four areas and you're honest with yourself, you have to admit that you are not using your time or your talent or your treasure in ways that reflect God's priorities. You have to admit when you look at yourself that 
You're spending far too much time on being busy and entertained and not enough on those kinds of things that will matter for eternity. I especially want to invite our seasonal folk with this opportunity to to ask the question about commitment. Because you have such gifts to offer. You know, those of us who are here throughout the year, we get first crack at volunteering for opportunities to serve. We're here over the summer for Day of Hope, and we get to work with children who are uh, greatly in need and help prepare them for school. We're here for our stewardship emphasis in the fall when we get to hear about how God is changing lives through what we give of our time and our talent and our treasure. And so we want to be sure in this season of Lent to extend the opportunity for you to experience the joy and the satisfaction that comes from knowing that you are an integral part of what God is doing here. We want to invite those who haven't yet had the opportunity to to take this opportunity during Lent to, to use your time or your talent or your treasure. And if that's an area that you feel that you want to step up your commitment, we've put a, an, an envelope that has the um, kind of like the image of the nail card on it. And if this area of commitment is one that you feel God speaking to your heart, that that's where you want to be built up, we would like to help with that so that the next time a young person shares a testimony about how God has changed his life or her life, that you can feel the same kind of satisfaction that I feel, so that the next time you hear of a a congregation member who's been in the hospital in a nursing home and has received God's love through our caregiving ministries, that you'll be joyful in that. The next time that you hear that amazing music that we lift up before God in worship each week, that you will know, like I do, that you have a part of that because you've given of your time, you've given of your talent, you've given of your treasure. And as a way to make that happen, we'll be receiving a special offering next week and you can use this envelope to bring it We wanted to extend this opportunity before seasonal folk got back to their homes in other parts of the country because we believe that it is a joy to be a part of what God is doing here in our midst at Church of the Palms. After all, He is building us up as living stones, making us in to a spiritual house. How will your nail remind you that God wants to build you up? Amen.
And now as this service ends, and when you go from this place, after you've greeted our newest members, after you've gone through the ECC, after you've enjoyed your refreshments, go with God's blessing. May the living Lord Jesus Christ go with you. May he go above you to watch over you, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, within you to give you peace, and before you to show you the way now and forever. Amen.